Welcome to Oversharing with the Overbees. I'm Joe. And I'm Matt. And each week you can tune in to hear us respond to your voicemails, go in depth on our lives as content creators, and hopefully leave you feeling even better than we found you. With that being said, let's get to Oversharing. Our household is currently getting over sickness. Yeah. We yeah. survived our first uh, plague of a family of four. Yeah, we're rocking, uh, I believe, a variant on the common cold, and it is... Horrific. It's a little rougher than I remember the common cold being. Well, you know, I really don't know that I got that sick. Mm-hmm. It was more both children. Yeah, they were sick, and they're not very fun when they're sick. Yeah. And I'm not very fun when I'm sick. Yeah. We were, like, really limiting visitors these first four weeks. We're also not sleeping a lot, which I believe is a big part of recovery from what, you know, yeah. science says. Yeah. We, uh... We were really limiting visitors these first couple of weeks Mm -hmm. to only family. And then my sister brought us the common cold. She poisoned us. Yeah. Really her daughter poisoned us, I think. Yeah. Not on purpose, but, um, you know. Wow, if she knew, we're going to throw hands. (laughs) She came purposely to get us sick. Oh, that would be so rude. That would be so rude. It's a messed up move for a, what, four-year-old to make? Three. Three. Working on four. Getting there. Not even close. Uh, getting there. Not even halfway. <laughs> Still getting there. She'll, no, she is halfway as of like right now. See? Oh, boy. Anyway. You round up. Yeah, you round up. Kids do. Yeah. Why can't I? You can. Yeah, don't limit me. Why can't we just say that she's three and a half? We could, but I didn't really know. I was guessing. <clears throat> okay. I'm, I'm not always solid on our nieces and nephews Do you know ages. what month she was born? No. What? <laughs> Really? Should I do the math? No. Uh, August. You said we're halfway. What month do you think July? it is? July? Matt, when's my half oh, birthday? Oh, September. September. When's your half birthday? December. Yours not in December. <laughs> January. Yeah. So right now it's March. Uh-huh. And you just said August. Well, I added six to three and decided that was August, not September. Then I went backwards. So I got dumber as I went. Because the ninth month is September. Yeah. October. She was born in October. Well, you're right. She's not halfway then. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what a riveting conversation. Yeah. Anyway. Somebody sent me a bunch of weird facts. Did you know? That uh, sloths can hold their breath for 40 minutes. Why? I don't know. Couldn't tell you. They live above like water. I don't understand it. What? Did you know the dolphins have to come up every 10 minutes? So four times as long. That seems like such an inconvenience to dolphins and such an odd skill for a sloth. Yeah. I, I don't understand it either. Maybe it's that they move so slowly they just don't even need to. They're That's what I'm wondering. Yeah. But I feel like... Even if I'm doing absolutely nothing, I still need to breathe frequently. Well, how how long do you think you can hold your breath? Oh, right now or when I was in like right now. peak? Not your peak. Maybe a minute. <laughs> I don't think I can even do that. I bet I could do a minute. I bet like 40 seconds for me. Yeah. When I was swimming, I could hold my breath for quite some time. Yeah, I mean, I mean I'm, I'm in decent shape, but I don't think I'm I can not. hold my breath that long. I am not in decent shape. Well, you had two kids. Yeah. And I quit working out between them. That's important. I said, yeah. nah. Why? I'm kind of excited to get back. I keep sending videos of Matt. I can tell that my algorithm is like shifting and listening to me saying I'm ready to get back because I keep getting videos of people learning how to do presses. Oh, handstand presses. Yeah. Like yoga presses. Yes. And yeah. I'm like, man, it is, is your... torturing me. Do you know how long it's going to take me to get my core back enough? That I can even attempt to learn to do a press? I don't know. I really don't know. Oh my gosh. I bet I'm it'll take a, a year. Yeah. Just to get my core, not to get the press, to get my <clears> core <throat> strong enough that I could attempt a press. Yeah. Yeah. And then another year no probably of falling on my face. <laughs> That's the fun part, right? And yeah. We'll just video it. It'll be content. Yeah. People will love to see that. Yeah. I miss all that stuff though. So I'm excited. I'm going to get back on it. Yeah. Okay. Anything new with us this week other than being sick? Yeah. No. We, uh, we got sick. Baby's still not sleeping through the night, which makes sense. He's not. He's not really supposed to. He should be sleeping through the night, (laughs) but I mean, he's still going in three hour, two to three hour stretches. Yeah, he's doing. He's doing decent. Again, it's kind of hard to evaluate with the whole like head cold. Mm -hmm. That seems like it adds some some difficulties there. 
Apparently, we were far from alone in that, though. I looked up a bunch of people who had babies around the time that we did, and Mm. everyone was talking about anybody that had an older toddler was like, my toddler brought brought home a cold, and now my newborn is sniffly. Like, I didn't even know. With G, she never got... She didn't have an older sibling, and we were home, and it was pandemic times. She was born in June. Yeah. So it's not summertime. A big like passing it around kind of time. Yeah. Anyway. Kids aren't in school. Like it it reduces a lot of that stuff. So But not a whole lot this week. No. Nothing big. I hosted a baby shower. Yeah. We went to a birthday dinner. And that was big. That was a big day. Oh, we got cabinets installed. Oh yeah, we did. Okay. We we really maybe we did have some things. I mean, we didn't do the installing. Tell them about the cabinets. We got cabinets in the garage Mm -hmm. for storage and we're going to do a lot of our cleaning supplies and stuff out there. That way, um, it's out of the way, but it's fairly accessible because it's right off the laundry room. And then we also got some extra cabinets for our closet. Mm-hmm. So we don't have a linen closet in our bathroom. So this will kind of serve as a part-time linen closet, partially like, for a dresser. Well, it would be a huge linen closet <clears throat> if it was sure. just linens. But it's doing double duty for linen closet and dresser and... Mm-hmm storage for some of our our office type stuff that you're going to use in here. I think one of the uppers is going to be plenty for sheets and towels, don't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you don't need that much. Because our ceilings are eight feet tall. And And it goes to the ceiling. And it goes to the ceiling. Yeah. It's a pretty big storage space. It's a a beefy set of cabinets. I think that's all we were doing this week, right? Yeah. Nothing too exciting? No. Oh, your parents came to town. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Looking at houses. We did a ton this week. Yeah, we did stuff. Wow. Stuff. Yeah. Matt's parents are considering moving to Arkansas. So that was fun. It was just kind of like between stuff. We laid down and right. napped. And yeah. I mean, I had to sleep every moment we were home mm-hmm. that I was not nursing or soothing a baby. Yeah. A lot of times you would sleep and then I would entertain the toddler. Yeah. That was kind of the... I was dying. Yeah. I still okay. kind of am. Yeah. Again, if you don't sleep, it turns out you don't recover that quickly from colds. Nope. So that's why we sound awesome. Right Wild. Now. All right. Bad dad, mean mom. I think it's bad dad this week. It's always bad dad. There's it always there's not. there's enough stories for bad dad. It could be bad dad every week and it's fine. You just had a kid. We don't need to mean mom you. Um uh bad dad. So we <laughs> let our dogs outside and they they're pretty well behaved, but they don't necessarily come back inside on well, their own. And your new thing that you've started, you started this about, I don't know, okay. a month ago. And it infuriates me. When you let them out, you leave the door wide open. Um, it's not every time. Okay. It's sometimes. Okay. Sometimes. Sometimes I leave the door wide open. Anyway, let the dogs out. And so the yard isn't totally fenced. It's like fenced across the back. But since we renovated, the sides of the fence got removed from the house. And now it's not so contained. Um, so I got to keep an eye on them. Mm-hmm. And then they go out. They do their thing. Maybe they try and escape. They usually come back. Nine times, out, eh, four times out of five. That's maybe more accurate. Four times out of five, they go out, they come back in, no big deal. The funny thing is Oko, the dumb one, he always comes back. Yep. He doesn't have like enough agency to want to go somewhere. No. It's our smart one that's like, I'm going to go explore the world. I'm going to go see what's going on with these chickens. Boji's trouble outside, <clears throat> Oko's trouble inside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you just got to pick your poison between those two, but let the dogs out. And I did my signature move that I've been doing every day for the last month and leaving the door wide open, uh, refusing to shut it because that's what I do now. And it's I refuse to I've change. Asked him to shut it. And so now he's trying to prove a point. Yeah. I don't have to shut it. Yeah. But what was this? Yesterday? Two days ago? I don't know. Anyway, it was like 40 degrees outside. It was cold. I let the dogs out. I did have the door cracked. Cracked? Yeah, it's, it's a, 20, <laughs> it a, tw- a 24 inch crack. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. You know. Yeah. And so I let the dogs out. G is always really interested when we let the dogs out. She likes to get out there and yell at the dogs with me. So we did that together, but she was just in a onesie, like not very well dressed. Onesie and Crocs. She did have shoes on. Yeah. She popped her Crocs on. Was I was trying to tell her to put her yeah. shoes on because it was, again, 40 degrees out, a little crisp on the, the Crocs. concrete. So yeah, open air Crocs. It's adorable to ha- see her out there going, Bochi. Oko, Oko, Oko. And like they've just gone out, so they don't need to come back. She just, she knows that's what we do. So. Yeah, she just knows that you yell. That's the routine. So she yells win. after the dog's names as soon as we go outside. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it's very cute. Anyway, 
uh, yesterday was one of the days where Boji decided to kind of creep along the side of the house and see what was going on on the other side. And so I just immediately ran for the front of the house and I ran through the house, but I didn't shut the door or make sure our kid came back in. So I just abandoned her on the back patio in her Crocs. Well, and I was feeding Rory. Mm -hmm. And so then I looked up and my child is just alone on the back patio in Crocs in a onesie. Probably going, Oko, Oko, Oko. Yeah. I was like, what's happening? Yeah. So that was fun. Yeah. She made it. She didn't get frostbite or anything. No. No, she it was all good. That, cold. that was a mild She loves it out there. She does. She really does. She doesn't care if she's underdressed. No. That's like a kid's signature move. Yeah. Just... I always think about moms talking about how everybody judges them for the coat. Yeah. Really, they're carrying the coat for all the moms judging them, not for the kid. A hundred percent. Like, yeah, that's fair. Although our kid enjoys a coat. Yeah. She thinks it's a vibe. Yeah. She's big into fashion. Accessorizing is like she her loves thing. an accessory. Anything you can add. Hats. Yeah. She, she'll she put a hat on a hat. Hat, scarf, shoes, bracelet. Mm-hmm. Anything she can do. Anything you can make a hat. Yeah. She does. I mean, here's another bad dad. Bad dad combo mean mom. She loves to accessorize around her neck. Oh, yeah. She's a necklaces, but maybe they aren't necklaces. Maybe they're actually just uh, USB cords. And she yeah. wears them as a scarf slash necklace. We don't allow her to no, wear them as no, a scarf. But she will find something. Yeah, she and will just, try. Like, present it to you. Yeah. Like ta da, look at my was, bold fashion choice. Yeah. And she's got a, you know, a lightning cable around her neck. We've Not been, wrapped around, just over the shoulders. We've but been really working on that. It's uh it's we're a work trying in to progress. trying to teach her that we don't we need don't to wrap things around our neck. Yeah, we don't need we don't to wear things, things on, on our neck until we can until we it. understand what a neck is uh-huh. and breathing and why it's important <laughs> because she can't hold her breath for 40 minutes no. or even 10. No. Tell her next time she needs to come back as a sloth. Yeah. Sloth could do it. No problem. Yeah. More time to be saved. Yeah. Anyway. Very slowly. So today we're going to talk a little bit about adult friendships. So a few weeks ago I posted on TikTok the video of us calling everybody from the hospital to let them know that R had arrived. Yeah, doing all our FaceTimes. Yeah. And we did this whenever G arrived too and just filmed all of our friends' reactions to meeting her because I thought that it was really fun, especially like we have tons that we recorded that we did not put into the video. Mm -hmm. I just posted the ones that were dramatic or people had like good responses. Yeah. And so anyway... The video went viral. It has almost 20 million views. Yeah. And almost 3 million likes now. And the entire comment section is people commenting about how many friends we had to call. Yeah. They're just like, I don't have eight friends I that would answer my FaceTime. Right. Which then prompted a discussion about friendships as adults and uh, what they're like. And I've been talking about it a lot on Instagram this on week. stories. And so I wanted to chat about it okay. today. And I think that the most overwhelming theme in terms of questions that I got was, how am I meeting these people? How am I maintaining these friendships? And, you know, how can they do it for themselves? Do you have expert advice? Like, should I be asking these things to you? you because can. we are on two very different sides of this Well, I know. Spectrum. And that's why I thought that it would be an interesting conversation. For sure. Uh, first and foremost, I wanted to note that I am crazy extroverted. Yeah, absolutely. You're recharged by other people, social events, that kind of thing. Well, and I... And less so now than you used to be. Oh, 100%. Before kids, before pandemic times, you were, you were a problem if you didn't get out and socialize. I'd say, uh, if not every day, pretty close to it. But I think that that's a lot of our... Even people who think they're like prefer to be at home and alone and all mm-hmm. of that, I, not that, not in terms of like introverted, like they recharge that way. Sure. I just think that we really lack community now. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think that that's a big part of why people are struggling a lot more with their mental health, amongst other things too. Sure. But I, yeah, community's always been really important to me and it impacts how I feel a ton. And I have never really had a friend group 
per se, even since high school. Yeah, that's I, honestly that's true. You've you've never been the person that has a because to me almost a friend group is is kind of closed. Mm-hmm. Not closed as in not you wouldn't accept anybody. You just have your circle, and that is who makes sense. And I, that's always been more the side of things I've been on for sure. At this point, I don't know if I have either one, but no, I have friends. I don't know what either one is, but I'm definitely not a closed group. You have friends, guy. but I think the reason I thought this would be really good for us to discuss <clears throat> is because I feel like you're much more normal. Probably. In terms of this and not anything else. <laughs> well, you have buddies that you work out with. Yep. And you see them three times a week. Yeah, for sure. And that's really good community for you, but you don't really hang out with those guys a ton outside of working out. No, a few times a year probably. Yeah, which is great yeah. when we do. And then you have your buddies from college. Yeah, I have I have just two or three buddies that I keep up with almost exclusively via text. Yeah. Um, even even the ones that live nearby, I still probably only see a couple times a year. And the ones who don't live nearby, that's probably once or twice a year. Mm-hmm. That's about as much maintenance uh, in friendships that I probably have the capacity right now to handle. That's been a big thing. Um that I've had to work on and develop over time is in my early twenties, actually when we broke up, that was a big time when I learned how important people were to me before that, uh, I hadn't really prioritized friendships or family or, uh, a lot of interpersonal relationships, at least outside of my relationship with you. And so once that was gone, I realized, Oh, it's actually really important to me to have friends, to have family, to have people to talk to. Uh, I'm not actually super cool with being alone all the time and not talking to anyone. So I worked on prioritizing those things, making time, checking in with friends, uh, setting up times to see my friends, traveling five hours, eight hours to go see them because I had nothing to do and I lived by myself and my weekends were free. And but as it long gets as I'm harder <clears throat> as you get older and you add in spouses or children or uh, career that has you traveling or Mm -hmm. whatever it is. Uh, how do you think things have evolved as you've added all those things? Well, and that's, uh, it's not only how your life evolves, it's how your friends' lives evolve. So as you add kids, your friends may be adding kids and that's twice the complication. That's twice the, um, interference in seeing actual time together, even in responding to texts on time. Um, so it's, it's probably, it's gotten worse, so to speak. So I probably just have a couple of buddies and that almost, I would say is more on me and my mental capacity to maintain friendships and check in because it's not that hard to do. But if I'm not in a good place, I don't think to do it. I just kind of suffer in silence by myself. And so as I get better and ebb and flow in out of those mental health lulls and crests, uh, that's when you check back in and go, hey, haven't talked to you in a month. What's what's going on? How are you feeling? Anything good with you? Well, and like I've talked about, I think I went through one of my first really low points with my mental health in a long time after G got here. And it was my first realization that I had made good enough friends that they were aware of that. And they put in extra effort during that time. Sure. And so I, I, I kind of put together the three things I think that I've done to create relationships that are really reliable and the way that I've found quality people first and foremost, uh, I don't hang out with people that demand specifics or have requirements on our friendship. I don't do it. Yeah. See ya. Uh, and Neither that doesn't do mean, I mean, <laughs> I want people who demand me to be kind and respectful. I'm not talking about that. Yeah. What I'm talking about is there aren't qualifiers that tell them whether or not we're friends. We I haven't have, seen you in 60 days. Right. We've we only texted once this week. Yes. And I hear that so often from people that they're like, oh, well, they only call me every now and again. Mm. I'm like, man, I have all kinds of very close friends that we only talk once a quarter. Yeah. And we'll exchange a text here and there and all of that. But then we'll go on a trip together 
and have a great time and catch up because that's just the season of life we're in. I think that we get so used to what friendship is through childhood and middle school, high school. If you have the privilege of going to college, you know, you're with people all the time and your peers and you're going through very similar things for the most part. Like your big pillar life things are the same. Your schedule is more or less the same. Yeah. You're a lot of times you're friends because you have the same hobbies. You're in the same activities, that kind of stuff. <clears throat> right. And it's just not that way in adulthood. You don't, no. you know, I mean, it might be for some people. It may exist that they have a group of friends and they see them every single week and whatever that is. And I that's have how a, a lot of people develop friends in adulthood is joining activities, joining communities that meet up at the same time. It means you're free. It means you have a similar interest. And that's one of the big hurdles in meeting new people. Yeah. But that was a big boundary that I kind of laid down is if people had you know, an idea of what friendship meant to them that didn't align with mine. I didn't try to convince them of what friendship is to me and nor did I allow them to try and convince me what friendship is. And I started looking for people who saw it similarly to how I did because I hate nothing more than having to last minute cancel on a friend or not being able to make something work for a few months and that friend feeling badly. Yeah. I I used to feel so guilty about that. And now the group of friends that I've surrounded myself with, I could bail on any of them last minute. Not that I want to. Uh, And that would be totally okay because they know me and they understand that I wasn't bailing to avoid them. I'm bailing because of something that's going on with me personally. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of that is, yeah, it's just surrounding yourself. People that have the, uh, the emotional intelligence to understand that you bailing is not a reflection on them. Yeah. It's something going on with you. Right. And knowing you well enough to know that that's the case. Mm -hmm. Some people, maybe that's not. And, uh, you, you recalculate from there. But for you, you want to be there mm-hmm. as much as possible. And so if your friends know that and you can't be there, they know that something came up. The second thing that I wrote down was I ask for everybody's contact information. Yeah. When I meet somebody that I get really excited to talk with or somebody that just, you know, when you meet people and you just connect with them, whether it's at an event or, you know, whatever it is, I always try to exchange some kind of contact information, whether that's following them on Instagram, uh, a phone number, whatever you feel comfortable doing. And then I always follow up the next day. Yeah. We went to dinner on this past weekend with people we had not met before. And I sat across from a girl who I just really connected with and enjoyed talking with. No idea how she felt, <laughs> but I followed her on Instagram and I sent her a DM yesterday and I sent over my phone number via DM and I said, Hey, if you ever have time or want to hang out, I would love to get together. I don't put pressure on that. I do stuff like that often when I meet people and connect with them. It doesn't always work out. They don't always have capacity or room for mm-hmm. new friends or our schedules don't align or, or they just weren't feeling it the same way. Yeah. And that's totally okay too. You get a Oh, she was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. And, but I think that doing that has led me to a lot of wonderful friends because the people who have said yes and the people who I've continued to see have become really good friends. Yeah. Yeah. You're just keeping yourself open Mm -hmm. and opening yourself up to new opportunities. And that's a big part of it and what a lot of people aren't good at. So, and the last thing that I wrote on my list as the number one thing I don't see people doing is you have to cheer other people on without expectation of that in return. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is the number one thing I get sent when it comes to talking about friendships is, well, I did all of this stuff for them and they're not returning the favor. And I say to that, it's not meant to keep score. And if you're doing those things with the expectation they're going to return the favor, people live and love one another so differently. And it may be that you need to drop people. I'm not saying that that's not the case. Yeah, because on one side of that coin, that can be an indicator of where their priorities are. Absolutely. And maybe your friendship is not the priority at the moment. Now, that's where you need to assess and go, is, my, is our friendship not the priority at the moment because of me? 
or because of them, because of our friendship, or is it something they're going through? Right. And that's, again, it's case by case. It's person by person, but it's, it's better to not just immediately take it personally. Right. And immediately go, I cannot believe they made that decision based on me, which they probably didn't. Almost nobody does. Almost everybody is making decisions based on what they're going through, what they're feeling. It's not, if I do this, they're going to feel this way. That's honestly a, a aspect of emotional intelligence that you get over time and with perspective and maybe you never get it, but if you can work on that, then, but they're not doing that. They're doing right. it with, I'm having this feeling, I'm having this experience, this is how I'm making my decision. And that's rational, that's normal, and you have to expect that from people. Right. Yeah, I I think that that's just something that it's easy to get caught up in jealousy with that stuff and just, I don't know, a variety of things. And we stop celebrating others. And when we stop celebrating others, that's when it becomes, I don't know, a problem. I think that's one of the biggest things, too, <clears throat> is being able to celebrate your friend's achievements, even if even if you're jealous of them. Even if it's... Man, I'm jealous I, of a lot of my friends. Well, for sure. <laughs> and they're, they're jealous of things about you. A- absolutely. I'm sure they are. But it's important to be able to still celebrate somebody and go, I'm glad they have that. Do I wish I had that? Sure. But that doesn't take away. It's not, it's not a net zero game in this case. There's enough for everybody. There's enough to go around. It may just not be your time. Well, and taking it, it away later. from them doesn't give it to me. No, absolutely. You're just trying to level somebody back to you. Mm-hmm. Which, which, why would I want that if I want of, what they have? Yeah, yeah. It, it will definitely make them feel worse. It probably will not make you feel better. Or if it does, it will make you feel better for a second. And you'll be like, oh, that wasn't a very nice thing to do. My friend B does such a good job of this. I think about she had a really, really tough first birth. Yeah. Uh, and recovery. Her recovery was just so hard. Like, for even six weeks after she gave birth, she was uncomfortable and having a hard time. And I was giving birth a few months after her. Mm-hmm. And she celebrated every single thing I had the privilege of experiencing or like that I didn't have to go through uh-huh. that she had to. And she pointed it out and cheered me on every single step of it. And I know that's a really weird example. But I just meet so many women that they're like, oh, well, lucky you. Well, I think that's a good concrete example, though. It's yeah. a really easy direct comparison to make where you've gone through a similar experience and you had very different outcomes or very different recoveries. So it's it's really easy to go, wow, I wish that was my experience. And one of those experiences was undeniably better than the other one. Oh, absolutely. But you can still go, wow, I wish I had that experience I'm really happy that they're having that. Yeah. And that's one of the big steps you have to make to keep your friendships strong over time. Because your friends will do better and your friends will do worse than you. And you're going to compare inevitably. Uh, Ideally, you don't compare. You go, that's, this is my life. That's their life. But it's going to happen. That's a human nature thing just to go, wow, where am I at at 30? Where are they at at 30? You're going to do it. And so you have to be able to disconnect their life from your life and understand you have different circumstances. You have different luck. And you have to learn to be truthfully happy for them. Yeah. It can't be artificial. I'm so happy for you. Yeah. I, I think that as you learn to be happy for them and kind of shift your perspective, everything just gets easier and better. Because well, all of a sudden there are all kinds of things to celebrate. It's just It's just that deal where something good for them is not bad for you. Right. And making them feel bad about something good for them doesn't make it any better for you either. But that's the whole internet too. Sure, sure. I feel like that's been my really bad relationship with the internet as of mm-hmm. late is because it's you post about anything positive with you. People are like, well, I don't have that positive experience. Here's my horrible yeah. negative life experience. And you should have considered that before embracing that you've had a good experience. And we always try to be really, really overconscious of other people's experiences. It's broken me. And it's just made it really hard to I'm getting better. share anything. Yeah, absolutely. I really do feel like I'm I'm I'm, I'm healing. Yeah. I'm on my up journey. Well, because it takes away even your ability to have a sense of humor about things. Right. Your ability to go, 
hey, this is a bad situation that I'm going to laugh about, or this is a good situation that I'm going to laugh about. You have to go, this isn't funny. This is super serious. And I understand that everybody has experiences, and even my good experience is a good experience, so I acknowledge the bad experiences. I acknowledge the okay experiences. Understand that can be even worse than the bad experiences or even better than the good experiences, and by then you've... By you then know. you can't even <clears throat> laugh anymore no, because you've just, given so many disclaimers that it's not Your TikTok video is timed out and people are like, what the hell was that? Actually, <laughs> it does not get shared. You would not post that. But no. that's what you try and film and then you go, okay, I'm just going to not post it. Well, it happened this week. A girl that I'm mutuals with on TikTok uh, posted a video. She's been taking a, a some drug that... It's not for weight loss, but people have been taking for weight loss. Uh, Ozempic? Yeah. And it's been a huge... Yeah, that's a big thing right now. And I don't know anything about it. I don't either. Yeah. Like, and it doesn't... I'm not... I'm not in that world, but I have gotten enough videos on my For You page about it of people being ticked off that people aren't being transparent about using it. Yeah. And that... Anyway, a girl that I follow that I enjoy her content, I think she's funny, uh, shared that she had been taking it. And then somebody made a like, news video reporting <laughs> about how she had shared and people were upset about it. And then she made a TikTok using that audio and just like dancing in front of the camera to the audio of the person saying that people are upset. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's funny. Mm, yeah. Because to me, I was like, oh, she's making light of something that she's made this decision for herself. She's being transparent about it with people, which I think is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's a good decision or a bad decision, I don't know. I don't know enough about it. And I'm not, you know, yeah. making a statement on that. Well, like the neutral headline of this situation would probably be, you know, content creator makes personal decision uh, of questionable, you know, value. But is transparent about it, so do with it what you're going to do. What you're going to do with it. Uh, uh, doesn't necessarily affect your life. So. But I commented on the video, and I was like, oh, this is fun. I don't know. I said, haha, yeah. this is funny. <laughs> Something like that. I don't know. Because I loved seeing her embrace that, you know, she'd made a decision. She was confident in her decision, mm-hmm. and she was just going to embrace and, and laugh through the feedback that she got. Yeah. And I really... I I have a lot of respect for that because it's It's aspirational for you at this point. Well, yeah, it's hard for me Mm -hmm. to do that. And it was so funny because Matt and I got on live and immediately somebody was like, why do you think it's funny that she, I don't know what they said. Somebody's taking a life-saving drug. And abusing drugs and doing this and that. And I'm like, guys, have we really gotten here? Yeah. Anyway. People abuse drugs all the time, by the way. Yeah. Not just weight loss drugs. Yeah. Lots of drugs. We have a you know a crisis in this country and the world well, no, about funny. abusing it's, drugs. That I don't know anything valuable. about drugs. No, you're a narc. Yeah. Yeah. They stress me out. Mm-hmm. Even in high school, you you were a dare kid and you you took yeah, it serious. I did. Your friends who did drugs were just like, let's not tell Joe about this. Yeah, I'm just now finding out at 30 all the drugs my friends did. Yeah. I thought we were close friends, and they were like, oh, we were just protecting you. You were so sweet and innocent. I'm like, what? Well, they were protecting themselves too, because you definitely, definitely, Amy definitely Allen would have just was, told your your parents. I just outed Amy, but <laughs> Amy was not. Last name too. Ouch. <laughs> Amy was not protecting herself. I have a bunch of friends named Amy, and so I have to use their first and last name. You don't have to. You could have just said Amy. <laughs> I well, when I'm talking to you, I wasn't thinking sure. about being recorded. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she doesn't care. Uh, she always was protecting me. Uh-huh. She told my parents. My parents knew. My parents were like, yeah, we knew. Amy yeah. told us. I was like, why did no one tell me? Well, because your other friends probably weren't cool with you telling your parents. Yeah, that's fair. That they were hanging out and doing drugs. Yeah. I don't think anybody, well, I shouldn't say that. I was going to say, I don't think anybody was doing hard drugs, but I think maybe some people were. Uh, it depends on what you classify as a hard drug, I guess. Yeah. Where your lines are. Yeah. But not you. I don't Straight-laced. know what hard drug means, so... Oh, I need to watch that whole documentary that uh, we watched part of with my sister. Oh, yeah. Anyway, on, on we've gotten off topic of friends. Sometimes your friends do drugs. It's okay to not do them. Yeah. 
It's okay to do them. Maybe. Oh, a question that I got a lot uh, whenever I asked about friendships that I wanted to know is a lot of people said they don't know how to make new friends whenever they move somewhere new. And the answer that they always get is to go to church. Oh, yeah. And they're not like religious. They don't want to go to church to meet people. Mm -hmm. Uh, Totally understandable. If, you know, that's not your thing. And it's also not our thing. (laughs) There you go. Uh, I recommend finding any kind of local events. So a lot of uh, local places around here will put on like yoga events or coffee events or like a trivia night event or whatever it is. Start attending that stuff. Yeah. And there can be good networking events. I know you've you've been a part of hosting a couple of those in our area. Yeah. Just for, for women. To meet each other and share experiences. Well, we've been hearing my group of friends. Well, it's one of the group of friends that I'm a little on the outside of, but I have multiple very close friends within it. But you're a rotational player in that. I'm a rotational player in that group, Uh, and they put on this awesome event in our town just for women to come and meet each other. Mm -hmm. That's all it is, Uh, and it doesn't cost anything. You just show up. There were like I don't know a couple hundred women there. And I made new friends there and have continued to stay. Actually, through a baby shower this weekend for a gal that I met through that event. Yeah. And so you just have to look for that kind of stuff and show up with low expectation. Because it's not like whenever I met those people, we were immediately best friends. No, no. But a lot of it is just keeping yourself open to the community that's around you. Meeting your neighbors. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's one of the things we did uh during the pandemic as we met several of our neighbors and just were around our age and we ended up, I mean, they're some of our best friends. Mm -hmm. And Actually, whenever I put up the question box about friendships, Justin (laughs) DM'd me, who was our neighbor, and he said, "Uh, idea, global pandemic, buy a house next to somebody, make shrimp throw shrimp tails at them yeah no 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 absolutely <laughs> i was cook, like yeah if i you like cook that. for people around you they will show up that's big facts yeah. if you can cook invite people yeah that's what yeah be the person our hosting neighbors did things. and it was great yeah we became tight he just loved to cook yeah and, and it was like we love to not think about what we're gonna eat yeah he did a whole hibachi dinner uh for us where Kalbachi. Yeah, Kalbachi yeah. in a cowboy hat. Yep. <laughs> and that was really He fun. was pretty good. He was honestly. pretty good. He yeah. could he could sling a, a shrimp tail. And actually. they moved away, but we went and visited them for Fourth of July and they did yeah. Kalbachi again. Absolutely. It's tradition. Yeah. yeah, it is tradition. When we're together, we Kalbachi. Yeah. No, it's just I, I think that there are a lot of ways to meet people. I a lot of people told me they've met people be a uh, bumble BFF. Oh yeah. And through those apps where you can meet friends. I know lots of people that have met people that way too. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think that try it all. Because that would be a network of people looking for each other. Right. So as long as you're willing to put yourself out there. But if you're not willing to put yourself out there, you're going to have a tough time with building friendships to begin with. Yeah. And that's scary. Somebody who has low-grade anxiety all the time, I'm not good at it. But I understand that that's what I need to do if that's something that's a priority for me in this time. Yeah. Right now we have two kids. I'm not really looking to build my network a whole lot. Um, you know, uh, see, I'm I just trying imagine, to make room for the time that I. I can't I have fathom right now. having two kids without my friends, though. Absolutely, that's the thing. And you know what? I'm also going to make this note before we move into Greg's reads of the week. I have two older sisters that have never lived where I lived. Yeah. So my sisters lived in a different state. I grew up only child in the house, and just my parents are. Christmas most years was my mom, dad, and me, and maybe a set of grandparents. Mm -hmm. I had to make friends to have people and community around me. I didn't have siblings that were within my house. I didn't have, you know, a family the way that a lot of people do with cousins and this and that. Yeah, your friends are very much your family. Right. It's local. And so... In order to have a village and people who stepped up to the plate for me, I had to make friends Mm -hmm. and step up to the plate for them. And it's funny because I actually ended up being friends with a lot of only children. (laughs) 
which, you know, yeah. were a lot. But I I don't think that's necessarily a unique experience. No. So anyway, I just wanted to note that because I think sometimes people see all the friends and they forget that they have three sisters that they talk to every day. Sure. Or whatever it is. Yeah, absolutely. You know, they forget that their family is their friends. And everybody has a different amount of capacity. And my so. friends are my family. Yeah. Very much. So. And your family is? Also my family. Okay. And my, and my friends? And your friends. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know where I was going with that. Yeah. I was like, I guess, and my friends. I thought maybe off the cuff you'd just come up with something No, I didn't awesome. have anything good. No. It's kind of a missed alley-oop. Like, yeah. The older I've gotten, the closer my sisters and I have gotten. Yeah. For sure. Well, you, you've also developed into the similar life phase. Right. You're adding kids. They have kids. You can have that shared trauma. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right, Greg's Reads of the Week. Give it to us. Greg is your dad. Yes, it is. He sends us articles. Yes. Every week of varying anxiety induction. That was worded very weird. We rate them on one to five on how much anxiety they give us. Sometimes they don't give you any anxiety. Sometimes you're like, that gives me an existential dread. Sometimes I get excited. Sometimes they're entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. First one, and there were a lot this week, so I, I just picked a handful. I saw that you picked this one and I got very excited because this article has been open in my tabs on my phone for like two days now. Okay. And I've read the first paragraph mm, four times. Nice. And I keep getting interrupted, but okay. I keep leaving it open because I want to read it. I kind of skimmed it a little bit. Oh, did you really? Yeah, okay. just because I was like, we should probably learn something about some of these. And some of them are better like if we don't just assume what's inside the yes. article. I was very excited to read this one. So. Single women now own, occupy more homes in the U.S. than single men, despite earning just 83 cents for every dollar that men earn. Here's why this reverse gap exists and what it means. Moneywise.com. What's your anxiety? None. I got stoked for this okay. one. I was like, yeah. hell yeah. It didn't give me a lot of anxiety. I'm like, for one, we, go women, go. Yeah. We're not single. Haven't been single for a minute. Have been in a house for a while, so it, it wasn't super relevant. But I was curious. Yeah. So tell me some of it. They're talking about women just prioritize being homeowners more than men. I think we probably women. manage our money better too. That I think there's a little bit in there about that. It also is talking about how that pay gap kind of varies by age. So under thirty and in certain cities and whatnot, that gap can be tighter. It talks about maybe 30 or so cities where that gap actually goes the other direction, where women are paid more than men. Um, but it, it gets into some of the nuances of that. And then as you get really older in demographics, sometimes women outlive men. So they are, it doesn't get into numbers so much on that side of things. But that's a little bit about the gap. And then it just talks about women prioritizing it more and yeah. probably being just smarter and more. Uh, mature at a younger age yeah that makes sense it doesn't say that part but that's an assumption that i'm making yeah i hear you next article stress can literally shrink your brain five ways to reduce it without changing your lifestyle inc.com uh a one out of five for me because i don't really care about the size of my brain (laughs) (laughs) you know yeah like somebody being like your brain shrinking i'm like that's not real (laughs) It doesn't. It didn't work great anyway. Yeah. Bigger, smaller. I don't know if it changes how it works. Exactly. It, maybe a two for me. It did make me laugh. The idea of ways to reduce your stress without changing your lifestyle, because that that posits the idea that you're like, I want to change, but I refuse to change my lifestyle. Yeah. Or it's how like do maybe you, you change should. your stress level without changing something about your lifestyle. I don't know. I should have read it. You should have. <laughs> I didn't see that one. The hypothesis of the title alone, I was like, eh, I don't know this about this. It's a little iffy. It's a little iffy. But, you know, I, my brain shrinking, that's fine. Okay. I like it. Here's a, here's a, a real anxiety-inducing one. Okay. Tax-deferred retirement saver portfolios for ETF investors. Morningstar.com. Oh, 17 out of 5. Yeah, that's, that's kind of how I felt. <laughs> I didn't even want to open it. <laughs> I'm not okay. That has some real doozies in there. Retirement, tax, saver, portfolios, ETF, ETF, investors. Oh. Yeah. 
Yeah, that has uh, just the the potpourri. Yeah, absolutely not. That's a five alarm anxiety inducer. <laughs> That's not. a skip it. Don't ever look at that again, unless we're in like retirement. That was investing. probably for Ashley, not us. I don't know who it was for. I, I I even know what this means, and it's not like a bad thing. I no, just not at don't all. Like it. It no. makes me feel bad. <laughs> not even doing stuff wrong. It just doesn't make me feel good. It's got all of the trigger words. It has all of the trigger words. And for just a little cool down from that, because if you're feeling the way we're feeling, it's not good. The superpowers <laughs> of sensitive people. Aww. Yeah. Read through it a little bit. Not real in depth. Okay, tell me this. Do you think I'm sensitive? Um, I have grown to realize you're not that sensitive. I've grown to realize that I'm very sensitive. Okay. And it talks a little bit about that. How it's kind of a superpower, like you're sensing more around you, you're taking in more information, you're you're getting that, but you shouldn't let it overwhelm you emotionally or mentally or in any way. You got to yeah. work on managing that, but it is good that you are taking more in. Yeah. I just feel like often I'm told that I'm sensitive by family. By the sensitive members of your family. Yeah. That's and you also it. have told me I'm sensitive over I have, the years. Historically. Historically, and I'm like, you're so sensitive. And it's because I'm sensitive. <laughs> it's called projection. I just think it's really interesting because I'm totally willing. Like if I if that's the what fact I am, you're receptive to being told that, you're like, I guess so. Yeah, maybe I am. Probably not that sensitive. I uh I don't Some mind of the sensitive it. people would be like, I'm absolutely not sensitive. I don't feel that way. I'm so not upset about it not talking for myself or anything but um yeah i uh i i just i have never thought of myself as sensitive really yeah. uh, maybe a two or three anxiety wise for me article title it didn't give me any skimmed anxiety. it a hair i think i, I even have it sweet. up right now uh, i just know that i'm a sensitive person and oh wow some of that is the the little neuro diversity in me yeah makes you a little keyed in You're on your senses aware. a little more well, I think part of that too is you're encouraged by culture to mask. Yeah. And so you're encouraged to really pick up on things in a different way than most people. Like I'm responding to social cues well, in you, a much more, yeah. you know what I mean? You have to analyze social cues more in some aspects. Because you have to re receive and process them differently. And you understand them less, at least initially. So you have to learn how to, so you're constantly on the look for all of these things. You have a natural inclination to take in more information just because of the way you're wired. And oh. so that it, it primes you for overstimulation in a lot of ways. Literally a huge section of this article is how to handle the downsides of sensitivity. Number one, look for early warning signs of overstimulation. Number two, take a break from whatever's causing overstimulation. Three, give yourself calming sensory input. These sound Ooh. like a lot of neurodiverse uh, yeah, just tips, tips and tricks. So yeah, move your head less. Didn't know that one. Mm. And set healthy boundaries. Okay. I, there's the no Make but, time to laugh and play is a really <laughs> funny tip to me, but I like it. Sure. No, it's not bad advice. It's just... I like to laugh and play. It's out of field. Yeah. The, I mean, there's how to manage the downsides. I want more play. I demand more play. Demand more play. Yeah. How do you suggest? In my life, that sounds okay. not how I want it to, but... Yeah. I, I just want to like, you know, things to be a little lighter. Play. Yeah. Do you want to play word of the week? Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> You're familiar with the word candor? No. Yes. Kind, kind of. of. I have no idea what it means, but I've heard people use it in sentences. But you've read it and you've been reading books. You've, you've seen I've it around. Been reading books. You've been reading books. One know what's really funny. What? Is I have been sharing what books I've been reading online. Uh-huh. And I've always loved to read. I've sure. gone through seasons of, you know, but with how the, the issue with me in reading is it's all I do. Yeah, it has reduced some productivity in your life in that you are now opting to just read. Well, I don't feel that way. I feel like I'm still getting things done. I just I'm not saying you're it. not getting things no, done. No, no. But it, they they compete. I'm saying I don't watch TV, though. No, like, that's true. You've I, I cut out TV. I've cut out Whereas TV. I like TV, and now I'm like, oh, no, she's just going to read by herself. What do I watch? I feel like that should be good for you because there are all kinds of things you want to watch without Kind of, but we're like right next to each other. I don't know if you like having it on oh i don't mind oh not at all okay i can also exit i can sure. go in a different room and read i could do the I've same i've been really wanting to clear off the chair right oh here. yeah 
so I could sit there and read. But right now it's a... Your laundry. Yeah. And my guitars, in fairness. Clean laundry. (laughs) Anyway, uh, candor. Candor. Yes. So the quality of being open and honest and expression, frankness. So it's like, I appreciate your candor. Okay. Not what I thought that was going to mean. Yeah. Usually it's like transparent. I can be a little blunt. I I thought it was going to be like cadence. Oh, no. Nope. I don't know why. That's just what I got from context clues. Yeah. It's it's usually like a very direct truth. Right. Okay. Candor. I appreciate your candor. Yeah. Okay. That's how it usually gets used. I appreciate your candor about my sensitivities. Absolutely. I refuse to (laughs) approach my own sensitivities with any candor. Uh, Okay. I like that. Yeah. I'll use that. Voicemails. I shouldn't sing because my throat is messed up. Matt's working on a... That sounded so um, bad. He's working on a voicemails intro tune. Voicemails. I'm in the studio. It's not good. Cooking it up. This is the studio. Hey, guys. I am from Minnesota. I just wanted to say hi. I love your section about Greg's emails. My dad actually does the same thing. He emails me articles. And I just wanted to know what is the most, like, out there thing that Greg has sent you guys. My dad recently sent me an article about an eagle that got buried under the snow trying to protect its eggs. So... (laughs) Maybe your dad sends you funny things like that, too. Yeah. I was going to note, he did not send this one to us. Yeah. But he recently told us about an article about a chicken killing a man. Yeah. And I feel like that does fall into that kind of category. I think it was cockfighting related. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay, well, that makes a lot more sense. I thought it was just a... turned on him. Like, (laughs) I thought it was just a regular, you know... Uh, just like hanging around, yeah, barnyard, like a backyard, like our neighbor's chickens. You know what? It came up because somebody there was something in the news or, that somebody died from just a chicken attack, a chicken incident. Yeah, but I think what he had read was related to. Cop Can you Friday. think of one? I know that he's probably said, "Oh, what was the drug one that he said not that <laughs> long ago?" Oh. Do you uh, remember? What, was, was it the? It was like the downsides of of weed. And how it's the downsides of medical marijuana or something like that. Isn't it messing up something? I don't know if the article itself was funny. But then we got into a whole (laughs) conversation about not weed, but uh, clinical use of psychedelics. My my family group text is probably one of the funniest group texts I have ever experienced. And now I just respond to a lot of stuff by if it's like this, you know, this new thing will help your brain and turn you into a better person. <laughs> and then like, I just immediately, without reading it, go, psychedelic drugs? <laughs> oh. So that's the new inside joke. Yeah. Oh, that's probably the I like best our banter. Yeah. I like our banter. It makes me very happy. Okay. Next, Fun fact, it's never calling. psychedelic drugs, though. That's no, never the, absolutely the not. actual oh. article. Okay. Next article. Or next voicemail. We only have two this week. Leave us more voicemails, friends. Oh, I can check our emails. Oh. Listen to Hi, us. Joe and Matt. My name is Peyton, and I am over here in St. Louis, Missouri. I have two questions. The first is, is there anything... Well, my partner and I, um, we just moved into our home that we feel like, hey... This is where we're going to be for a really long time. We're getting settled. We're getting engaged next year. We're getting married in a couple years after that. You know, we're starting to um, planning for our future pretty seriously. And we were just wondering, like, is there anything you wish you would have done before you got married and before you took that next step? Is there any trips you would have wished you would have taken or conversations you wish you would have had and then the second question I have is I am a huge Cardinals fan and so is my partner and going to baseball games is one of our favorite things and so I was just wondering um, if you guys have a favorite baseball team and if so if there's a reason it's your favorite baseball team or I don't know just a little bit about that kind of thing Anyway, love your guys' podcast. Can't wait to hear your response. Thanks. 
I don't know how none of the internet knows you lived in St. Louis. Also, every time somebody says St. Louis, all I want to do is you can find me in St. <laughs> Louis where the gunplay rains all song, day. No, no, no. Yeah. For sure. Uh, Matt lived in St. Louis for four years. I did. I did. We're from Missouri. Yep. So we are, in fact, Cardinals fans. I Well, I would say I am. If I had to pick a baseball team, I'm for sure going to pick the Cardinals. If I had to pick a baseball team, I'd pick my fantasy baseball team. Oh, okay. I was going to say, are you going to say the Royals? <laughs> That's what I thought you were about to say. I was like, weird. I don't know. I've watched them both. Yeah? I'm not I'm not diehard either way. I would go Cardinals. I've probably been to more Royals games. Really? Just because Kansas City is more convenient to get to. Not when you lived in St. Louis. Well, no, no. It you was easier to get to. You could literally walk a, a, there. Yes, I could. I ran through Ballpark Village often. Um, yeah, we don't. I mean, we don't. We played fantasy baseball last year, and we watched zero minutes of baseball. So let's not pretend that we're big baseball fans. No. But... Uh, I'm yeah, more of the Missouri teams. Yeah. I'm more of a football girly. Yeah. Even then, it's fantasy football. Yeah. But I I like watching football even without fantasy. Yes. Yeah. I like you can to enjoy keep up. a game. I, I like to keep up with the Chiefs being from, again, Yeah, Missouri. Uh, Just being the best. Being the, well, we weren't always. Like, no, that's they used not, to be bad. Yeah. I was like, I, I we've always cheered for Casey. It's just been kind of fun lately because they've. The been, Rams were bad and then they moved the team. Yeah. They were bad when I lived there. They were so bad. Yeah. You could get tickets for like $10. <laughs> okay. So for your question about things that we wish we would have talked about, do you have something off the top? Um, just organizing. Uh, period. We, well, yeah. The organizing period would be good. Um, <laughs> some of that division of labor stuff I think would be really good to yeah. knock out and just get it structured. Have a structure so that you're not trying to come up with it on the fly and not everybody's doing everything. I wish I would have set up from the moment we moved in together weekly meetings. Yeah. But I think you were too sensitive when we moved in Probably. together. I don't Probably think you could were. have done that. Yeah. Uh, and so definitely take it with what works for you all. But I think having a weekly meeting where you're sitting down and you're both coming to the table to talk about things that are bothering you in a constructive way rather than in an mm-hmm. emotional way, I think that is humongous. Yeah, make sure it's not something in the moment. Yes. It's something, hey, I'm over it at this point, but a week ago this happened. Can we work on it? Yeah. Both both good. We yeah. got to that quick, concise. I don't I'm trying to think about I mean, I think it's important to talk about money. Although all the big hitters, I was really glad we lived together before Yes. Yeah. We got married. There wasn't anything that I was like, oh, I wish that we would have traveled or done. I'm not somebody who does a lot of, oh, I wish before I had kids that we would have traveled or we would have done X, Y, Z or before we got married because I just figure I can take them with me, I guess. Yeah. It's just you adapt and you figure it out. And if it it may be more difficult and not maybe, it definitely will be more difficult with kids. But if it's really a priority, it's something you can work on. Yeah. I'm also really hopeful I think I'm kind of weird this way I was sitting at the table with a bunch of moms talking about as their kids get older like and they can't imagine them not being their best friend and like in their (laughs) life all the time and it was so interesting because and, and they were all talking about it beautifully but I don't know that I have that feeling I really look forward to the season where it's quote unquote you and me together again Sure. Not that we're not together right now, yeah, yeah. but right now all of our energy and focus is going to our kids and it will probably in some capacity always be that way, even when they're adults. Yeah. Because we'll be traveling to sports or graduations or whatever they're choosing to do, you know, yeah. kids, yeah. houses, you know. Visit, just yeah. whatever it is. Whatever they're doing, I hope that we'll have relationships that we're wanting to prioritize them the rest of forever. And that they're wanting us involved. Yes. But I also look forward to the season where you and I are getting to hang out, you and I. Sure. I don't know. No, I think that's totally valid. So I don't know that I have many things that I wish we would have done. It may evolve as we have, you know, as our kids get older. Yeah, for sure. I'm sure it will. Yeah. That's how it goes. But at this point, no. I expect things to change constantly. Yeah. Just over and over again. Okay, I don't know if that was me, helpful at all. Does it really? Well, just change. You know me. Tell me more. Just change. It's scary. 
any kind of change? Uh, kind of. Okay. But it's inevitable. You kind of have to deal with inevitable. it. Inevitable. Stuff will change. I am <laughs> inevitable. Isn't that what that is, that line? <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, from, it's something. It's from Marvel. It's from... Uh, uh, oh, Thanos. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, there you go. Isn't it? I think you're right. Or is it... It's not Iron Man that says it, is it? No, I think you're right. It's I think it's Thanos. I yeah. think it's Thanos. Why do I know that? I don't know. That's a real it had to that's have a been, real poll. It had to have been a TikTok sound. Oh, maybe. It well, had that to seems have been. very possible. Because there's no way that I would have like taken that clip out of there and been like locking that in. No, you don't lock in anything. Nope, I don't. From a movie. I'm nice and free flowing. Yeah. Unlocked. Unchained. Unchained. Unlocked. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, follow us on YouTube. Yeah. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a review. Uh, rate us five stars do if the, you feel like it. Do the it. podcast stuff, yeah. Yeah. And uh, send Matt or me a message if there's a topic that you want to see us talk about. Hopefully, we're going to get some of our guests up on here soon. Yeah. I have been reading the emails, by the way. Oh, did I've you want several, uh, wanna... several of them were not questions. They were just like, hey, okay. enjoy the pod. Been catching up. Really loved this. Okay, so, great. We love to hear that. Just know Please. that they've been read and appreciated. Yeah. Matt, are you going to email him back? Uh, I need to double check if that's like super doable. I mean, I I guess it is. All right. I probably should. Yeah. We'll work on that. You might get emailed back. I don't know. On that note, love y'all. Bye.